Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 38. Don't touch that button, it will destroy us all. My name is Josh Canal. To my very far left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Hey, hey. To my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. I and can barely see you from all this far. I know, all you're, this so, distance you are us. so far away, it's like you're in Frankston. It was worse last week. That, it, was, it, it was slightly bigger. It was slightly because bigger. Because we had Jeff and Josie. But today, to my immediate left, mm-hmm. Ross, to your immediate right. Mm-hmm. Victorian political correspondent and occasional foreign correspondent of Channel 9 News, Mr. James Talia. Hello there. Thank you for having me back. As, did I get all of those correct? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, absolutely. It, excellent. Excellent. I Sometimes think... reporting from a garbage site somewhere. Yeah, when they let me yeah. hang for those days. <laughs> <laughs> you're, our, uh, you're our first repeat guest. Is that right? Well, I'm, I'm very flattered. Well, it, as well, you should be. We had yeah. a great time last time. You're also very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> now you've really got me. And viewers you know. can check out the podcast to confirm There's no that. video <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Where is the video? <laughs> is this a show about TV? No, it's, it's on the side. It's just download to the right. Mm. Yeah, I, I've never found it. I've ne- but to be fair, I haven't looked at the site for click about on two the, weeks. Click on the more button. It'll oh, get you there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lots more. Okay, yes. Yes, James, it is about television. Mm. Yes. Box cool. cutters. All about television. If you find us not talking about television, that's probably because we're getting self-indulgent. Okay. That's lucky because I don't know much about anything else. Uh, <laughs> I don't know a whole lot more than that about telly, but, you know, let's see how we go. All right. Well, c- coming up later on in, in Box Cutters, we've got Jess McGuire back to talk about oh, Big fantastic. Brother. as uh, She comes, comes back every few weeks, hmm. talks about Big Brother. And, uh, and we sit here not she, knowing she, what the hell to do. She doesn't really come back. We find her. Yeah, we find her somewhere. <laughs> Falling down drunk again. Uh, somewhere. We've, uh, we've got some I Don't Buy It's, which I look forward to. A little talk about the AFL, some scheduling discussions. James, we're going to talk to you a little bit about your job. <laughs> do we have to? Yeah, hopefully that's going to fill 15 minutes. And yeah, or not. <laughs> there might not be much to talk about. As we do every week, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. And now for the news. Helen Coonan says that laws allowing... Boring. But important. <laughs> this is boring but important news. Anyway, uh, the media reforms that we've discussed at length throughout the year are likely to go ahead next year. Apparently, Helen Coonan also has the support of the PM in this. And as Ross says... Boring. Okay. On to more important news. Was that what I was meant to say? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that but works it, so well. <laughs> it may actually become quite an issue depending on what happens with some news that we're going to talk about later on. Sure, it might become a, a, an issue, but at this stage, it's still not going to happen for another year. So, yeah, cross that bridge, come to it. In more interesting news... Speaking of television, uh, Larry, Charles <laughs> is, uh, Larry Charles is apparently going to direct... Well, it's not really television. I, I blew it. It's, it's speaking of movies. Yeah. Oh, see? You've, mm. Can we start the show again? <laughs> Brett, Larry, Ross, Ross has ruined it. <laughs> okay. Larry hmm. Charles is going to direct Sasha Baron Cohen in a movie about Borat. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so this should be very exciting. Now, I'm not sure if it's going to be... Perhaps better known as Ali G, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes. 
Ali G. Yep. And, uh, of course, uh, Borat is his... Uh, well, he's, uh, Where's he from? Kazakhstan uh, uh, or Uzbe- somewhere? Uz- no, no, Kazakhstan. 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 Yet he speaks Polish. Go yeah. figure. Yeah. Uh, alter ego. Uh, now, I'm not sure if this is going to be an entirely scripted movie or... But I mean, because I think the genius of Borat is is his improvisations with unsuspecting people. That was also the genius of it's, Ali G, though, and uh, and, and Norman da- Gangston, and, and, and yeah, but Norman Gangston didn't have a movie. The Ali G movie uh, was actually quite entertaining, stupid as it was. Yeah, and that yeah. was entire that was entirely scripted. But yeah, I'd like to see what happens with Borat. Yeah, App- apparently the plot loosely revolves around him going to America to try and wed Pamela Anderson. Oh, see, that would be fun. Mm. That would be fun. Mm. I would have been, oh, see. I would have much preferred the uh, Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks film, The Terminal, if instead of Tom Hanks, it had Borat. <laughs> I think that would have been a better film. Only just. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, never name um, a film after after a descriptive term for cancer. No, no, no. It's just bad news from there on. <laughs> that was. I think the bigger problem was the Spielberg Hanks thing. But okay, um, Larry Charles. Larry Charles, Larry Charles, of course, who directed Seinfeld and producer more, on more recently producer and director and occasional writer on Entourage. Yeah, he's he's done a lot of work. And uh, look him up on IMDb, etc. He's there. I'm sure he is. He's there. He's he's done a lot. Hey, uh, Global, the uh, television production company who run the Channel Ten studios have just signed a deal with Channel 7 to take over their Melbourne studios. This is Global Television. Global Television. I've, uh, I've gone to that bit of news without actually having it in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> These are the, uh, the Channel 7 studios down in Coventry Street in South Melbourne. I think it's still South Melbourne. Yeah, it's, it's still South Melbourne. And do, do they run the Channel 10 ones at in Kymo Nunawadi. or in Nunawadi? Nunawadi. At Nunawadi. Hmm. And so uh, Global are going to take over the, comment- the Coventry Street studios from July 1st. And 14 production services staff are going to be made redundant under the joint venture. There's Channel 7 uh, staff that are being made redundant. Yes. Yep. Global staff, they're having a party. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see because Global have been running the Channel 10 studios out at Nunawading for a long time and, uh, and doing quite a good job of it and, uh, and getting a lot of revenue. So it'll be interesting to see how they go having two different venues in the one city. I heard somebody talking today about uh, Nana Wadding and saying that the studios themselves have been let go a little bit. Like, there hasn't been as much cash put into to actually keeping it nice around the studios down there as when Channel 10 would actually... Oh, I thought you there. meant the stuff they do in the studios, like <laughs> Rove. No, the, the property <laughs> itself. <laughs> hey, uh, All right, thank God you're here. Thank God you're here last night. Rated or oh, Wednesday night for listeners, rated two point one two million mm. viewers nationally. And was that the last in the series? Yep, it was the last in the series. Thank God they're gone. And a special five hander. Yes, oh, sp- <laughs> the obligatory uh, Kate Langbrook involvement in mm. any working dog production. Mm. Yes, uh, it was. It, I watched. It, I watched a bit of it. Uh, some of it was good. Ahmad Saleh was actually quite a lot of fun. Uh, but it just went on and on and on. Went around about fifteen minutes overtime, mm-hmm. and that was just annoying. 
Mm-hmm. Justin, I bet 2.12 million people think can't, I'm wrong. Can't be wrong. I enjoyed it. They, they can't be wrong. can't be wrong. Okay. Especially television viewers. <laughs> I can't be wrong. I, I, I just need to say that I did enjoy it. Um, it is, though, a little annoying that uh, with the script parts, parts of each of the, the acts, um, there, are, there are definite setups where, yeah. where uh, the contestant is led down the wrong path and Ali to be kind of gazumped by... Yeah. So now I haven't seen a whole lot of this, but it, the way you describe it there, it's, it sounds like kind of the, the theatre sports version of punk Yeah, yeah pretty much. That's it. That's all you need to know. Okay. Yeah. Without Ashton Kutcher, but with Kate Langbrook. Yes. Oh, good. Oh, well, more, more <laughs> often Fifi Box. Yeah. Thankfully, she wasn't in. Yeah. Uh, Angus Sampson. It Sean was McCullough. funny. They, they did say, we've got all our favourites back and no sign of it. <laughs> Uh, but Michaela was good as usual. Yeah, I, I, he's always a standout. Very funny, especially his uh, his improvised joke about uh, compensation conversation. That was that was very funny for those who watched. I think you'd have to because that just sounded kind of like an Uma Oprah thing. <laughs> that was very funny too. I'm, I know I'm the only person who thought that, but In that was the hysterical. world, Ross. <laughs> now, hands up, who works at Channel Nine? Can't see hands on radio, <laughs> and that's lucky because there'd be no hands raised in this studio right now. No, yeah, I work at Channel Nine. You're forgetting about the video podcast. Yeah. Okay. Hands in the air. Yeah, now. J- James Talia's hand is in the air. Is. Well, uh, apparently, it's it's just as well you don't work in news and current affairs, James, because uh, you're, hundred, you're right. It's very lucky indeed. A hundred jobs uh, are being cut, and budgets are also being cut for news and current affairs at Channel Nine, thanks to Mr. Eddie Maguire. Um, well. Well, hey, according, I, according to the Australian, some are saying oh. that that uh, Eddie's just been kind of given the dirty job to do, and it's actually come down from on high. Well, on on high, carries carries back out of PBL. Yeah, <laughs> not that high. <laughs> <laughs> now, so so what's what's going on here? Uh, Eddie's put in a new head of news and Correct. current affairs, Gary Linnell. Yes, the third and three uh, three years. I, I you've yeah, lost yeah. count. <laughs> I, I, I would like it noted I, I didn't make that particular comment. But right. Noted. <laughs> but something like that, yeah. Uh, so the, the, third, the third in three years, Gary Linnell, there's been a lot of criticism about him not knowing anything about news and current affairs yet. No, no, well, no, no, no. We have to, I have to stop you there. I think it's not fair to say that Gary knows nothing about news and current affairs. I didn't say it. I just said there's been a lot of criticism. He, uh, well, like the critics, <laughs> aside from yourself, perhaps, he certainly knows news and current affairs. He okay. is, he's a rock-solid well, newsman. He's, uh, he's been working in the media unit for uh, the police force in Christina Nixon's. Is that no, right? No, 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 no. Have I got that completely no, wrong? No, I think you'll find that's his brother, Stephen. Oh, right. Gary, uh, and uh, I'm surprised this wasn't reported in the Australian, Josh. <laughs> Gary, uh, up to now, has been the editor of the Bulletin magazine. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. So uh, a PBL stable mate. A PBL stable mate, but at one point was mooted as a potential editor of The Age. He started on The Age, he's from Melbourne, and uh, came up through the ranks in The Age and... For a while, there was noted particularly as a sports reporter, I, I believe. So the criticism a, is really is really he hasn't worked in television before. If any criticism has been levelled, that's what it is. Yes, which which Eddie McGuire has uh, has hit back at by saying, "You don't have to be an astronaut to know the moon isn't made of cheese," which fills me full of hope for Channel Nine <laughs> News and Current Affairs. Uh, I, I, really, I, I yeah. 
That's, can you, you get, say that again? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be an astronaut to know the moon isn't made of cheese. Well, I, I, and of course, as always, Eddie is 100% correct because I'm not an astronaut and I know the moon's not made of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and and Linnell, to his credit, uh, said... Uh, people said the same thing when I moved from newspapers to magazines. So, <laughs> so apparently, there you go. apparently well, this moon and cheese thing <laughs> has been said a lot about Gary. So Eddie, around for a while. Eddie's just lifted it off some old news report. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I have. A, can I go? Is that sure? Sure. I have a serious question for you. Oh God! Uh, there's been cuts in the Channel Nine news department. Steady cuts over the last couple of years. There. This isn't the first round of cuts. No, it's not. No, it's not. From inside the newsroom. Yes. Would you say things are happy? No. <laughs> that was Brett who asked that, not me. <laughs> would you say that uh, you can afford to have more cuts? I think that uh, whatever happens, uh, people go about their business because uh, we're very committed to what we do. And we're committed to producing the best possible half hour of news we can each evening. And that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Now, viewers you don't. You just take it one game at a time. It was just after the four points. <laughs> well, see, that's, that's the thing. Like, the the viewers, news still needs to be reported. The news still. And, the, and, and might I add, it is. And unlike, mm. unlike The Age and The Herald Sun, you can't just reprint things from AAP or The Guardian. You have to go out there and get the news yourself. Well, no, I mean, we could conceivably run uh, ITN stories or mm-hmm. stories from CBS America or ABC America. That's not something we choose to do, and it is something that is open to the newspapers. It's, a, it's obviously less noticeable because with the spoken word, there's an accent involved. Yes. But that's not... I mean, that's really well off the point. That is not something we would be looking at doing at all. Um, so we still fill our half hour, and we do the news of the day, and we'd like to think that we do it well. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the viewer at home isn't aware, and nor should they be aware, of how many camera crews have been on that day gathering that news or how many editors have been cutting it. They just expect to see their half hour of news, and they do. Well, and and I, I just want to jump in with a bit of a breakdown on some of the figures because Melbourne, the Melbourne newsroom is, is looking like it's going to be pretty much left alone. Most of the cuts are going to come out of the Sydney newsroom. Um, Fifteen of the hundred people are actually going to be administrative people. Um, in the news area there, but uh, I think I think the the most shocking kind of figure out of all this is that uh, from Sunday, which has a staff of twenty, they're going to cut fifteen people from that show. And can could you run Sunday with five people? Is is Yana? Well, Yana Van is, is still Yana on seven hundred thousand dollars a year. Is she one of the ones reported? Cut? No. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, True. We we don't. You look. I, th- I think it has to be noted, and uh, in the memo which went to all staff from Eddie, um, it was made very clear, really, that uh, this is just part of. Um, it's the start of a different way of doing things in Nine News and Current Affairs, and we don't know yet exactly what that's going to entail but I, I i'm not sure that we should be looking yet at program axings or um you know there's a, always a lot of very emotive and incendiary talk when these things happen mm. the figures you've quoted are the figures that as we understand them as well but, but we really don't know yet what that's going to mean were you yep. disappointed that uh that that memo came around reportedly 15 or 20 minutes after it went to air on radio um i personally wasn't aware of that 
at the time. Um, look, it's just one of those things that happens. Mm-hmm. I think um, when you look at the way these things have done, been done before, um, and not just at Nine, but in a lot of organisations, in a lot of media organisations, there can be leaks out of management and months of speculation where people are concerned about their jobs because they know cuts are coming. And this time, um, that hadn't happened. And there was a memo from the CEO to all staff outlining exactly what was going on. And really, in the end, you can't ask any more than that mm-hmm. when it comes to mm-hmm. being a worker and being kept in the loop. Yep. Shall we uh, move on to a topic that might make James a little less uncomfortable? <laughs> Just a thought. What well, there, there was a follow-up to that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, so let's keep going. Yeah, right ahead. You know, <laughs> keep going. Which is I'm practicing for a career in politics. Clearly, <laughs> what's, what's the uh, what's, strip, what's strip, the strip naked and we'll whip you? What's the gold? 15, British politics. Fifteen. <laughs> what's the fifteen minutes we're talking to him about later going to fill up? <laughs> oh no, yeah. that's, that's. I'm trying to save it for then. I thought ah. we're actually doing news here. Are we, are we, just, okay. yeah, are we just going to ask about news, cats up trees? Yes. Yes. It'll be a lot of. I'll be quiet. A lot of cats up trees. Uh, do you quickly want to do your follow-up, Brett, and then maybe we'll go to CBS? Uh, yes, unrelated uh, or follow-up to the redundancies news, uh, Nine Network news staff face pay cuts and the departure of on-air presenters following the announcement of the redundancies. Eddie Maguire yesterday refused to rule out whether there is a list of highly paid presenters such as today's Jessica Rowe, who could be asked to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saw a similar list to that, but Yana was on it. Yeah. Oh, really? I have, yeah, I haven't seen anywhere today that Yana was on. I mean, it's all rumour and speculation. It is. Mm. Well, I hadn't heard anything about pay cuts, I have to say. That's uh, <laughs> kind of disturbing, but I do assume you, they're talking about people, you know, far more important and prominent than me. Do you want to better be? Eddie, don't do it. <laughs> and there is some speculation that this is uh, all in preparation of making it uh, a an attractive purchase uh, prospect for another company to take over mm. such as the macquarie media group that old chestnut. and uh, the the irony there is that had they sold it two years ago it would have been an attractive prospect regardless of how many people were employed in the uh, in news and current affairs but Kerry was still around at that point that's true and this is this is uh with your first item um if if the new media stuff comes in next year it'll probably take around about that long to actually get a deal together and rather than because i think when we reported on it after the first announcement they were talking about 2010 hang on are you you implying that there's collusion no no no. between between the media networks no i wasn't saying government i wasn't saying that at all no you're not saying that no you're not saying there's collusion although although now that you mention it that's something to think about. Um, but, uh, yeah, that could that could well kind of oil the tracks of uh, the Nine Network going into the hands of another company. Mm. Well, speaking yeah, of I'm government... I'm going to buy it as long as Eddie doesn't, you know, cut my wage. <laughs> speaking of government broadcasting, what's happening with SBS, Ross? Well, apparently they have decided to put ads in their programs. Uh, this is supposedly going to raise an extra $10 million each year for the station. How? Don't they already have ads in their programs? In no, between have, the programs. They, they have, have ads either side of the programs, <laughs> and they're allowed five minutes of advertising in any half hour of television. I think what they want to do now is start putting ads in the middle of the programs within that half hour. Well, apparently, and, and presumably quite rightly, they 
tend to think that nobody sticks around once the show's finished. Yeah, you bet. To watch their ads. They've, which... been, they've been quite surprised, given that they're showing 10 minutes of ads, that uh, they have a 30% increase over the commercial networks of, on uh, viewers actually leaving the TV yeah. while the ads are playing. Yeah. Um, they have, uh, they've committed to only two breaks per half-hour program of 60 seconds duration and three of 90 seconds for an hour-long mm-hmm. program. And the extra $10 million is going to be used to pay in part for an expanded news bulletin, which New, I, 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 don't, I don't think they it's need. a novel idea. Yeah. Well, a one-hour <laughs> news bulletin, which also includes the sport, so there won't be a separate sport program. Well, so oh, that's okay. the same as they're doing now. Pretty much. <laughs> Except now they've got... Except a, now you're going to have Mary Costakidis saying, and coming up after this break... Yeah, I, <laughs> is she still doing the news? Is you bet she is. Antoninus? No, no, no. He reads the nine thirty p.m. Okay. news. Thank God they don't. We don't have any kind of coming up or anything like that in this show. According to uh, ads, ads. <laughs> that's what we're happy about. According to uh, to Sean Brown, the managing director of uh, SBS, he said, "We're not changing the amount of advertising. We're only moving it. Surely there can't be any difference in terms of a threat to editorial independence." by the fact that an ad is moved from one position to another. And whose dick are you trying to soap up with that? (laughs) (laughs) He didn't say that. I said that last week. That's a lovely visual. Everything else else he said uh, on uh, The World Today, uh, the ABC radio program, uh, I really don't buy that at all. Why does it change editorial priorities if you have the ads in the middle rather than at the end? Uh, It changes the nature of... The very nature of the program you're watching. But it won't change the story selection in the news, for example. No, it won't change the story selection, but it'll change the way the story is told. If you have an ad, if you have have an ad break halfway through Dateline, you can't have an extended debate that uh, that can go any number of ways to uh, to uh, interesting points when you've got someone saying, "Well, why don't we take up that point after this break?" and then they completely forget about it. That's assuming they completely forget about it. They will completely forget about it because that's exactly what happens on Channel 9 when, uh, when, when 60 Minutes does a similar thing. It's exactly what happens uh, on Channel 7. It doesn't happen on The Insiders. Yeah, that's because, you know, Barry Cassidy, he's good. <laughs> no, 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 I meant that very, very seriously. No, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen on the insiders. And the insiders have very, I, uh, very I cannot recall. Debate. I cannot recall the last time I saw Laurie Oakes' Sunday interview interrupted by an ad break where he didn't come back after the, the ad break to what he was talking about before the ad break. Fine, and that's a credit to Laurie Oakes. Indeed. I, you know, <laughs> I guess that's my point. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't think that that's necessarily always going to be the case with, with every journalist or with every, sure. uh, with every story. Fair enough. I think, I think it, it will change the nature of the editorial content while not necessarily changing the target. Uh, now, you're, t- you're talking about a fairly specific situation where you've got kind of a forum in the studio that's happening live. As, as an example... I'm not saying this is the only is that thing a regular that's going to change. Uh, yeah, it does happen quite a lot on on SBS, especially on uh, on shows like. Uh, oh, well, they have Insight, which is yeah, that, that's what Insight is. Is a forum show. Yes. Well, I was getting that confused with Dateline. Clearly, I meant to say Insight. Uh, but yes, they, I, I mean they're really interesting shows that will be. And are uh, you saying they're not edited? Oh no, they're they're edited. So they'll be able to fix it in the edit anyway. 
Well, so then what's the problem, Brett? This is my question. So you're saying, you're, saying, you're saying there's absolutely no problem with SBS putting... No, I think it sucks. Right, so why? Completely. Why do you think it sucks? Because Because you'd rather up. watch a show uninterrupted and turn off when the ads come on exactly. like everyone's doing well, now. I watch most of the stuff on video, so I'm zapping anyway. But it just makes it easier <laughs> not having to zap. And um, actually, actually, with respect to you, Brett, you're not going to have to worry about that for another six to eight months. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to phase it in over uh, the end of the year, and uh, it, the, the new news will be on in the beginning of two thousand seven. Oh, so really? You've got you've got a good twelve to fifteen months before you have to worry about that at all. Well, as long as they're not dropping ads into Australia versus Japan on Monday night, then really, yeah. which you know. they which they will. I mean, they've, they've always had ads at halftime. Yeah, but and not stuff. in the middle of the game. No. But no, that would uh, change it completely. I reckon on the insiders, they just do it before they go to talking pictures. <laughs> talking yeah, pictures talking pictures you in your Nikon. say are, are yeah, pretty much yeah. their, their you, versions of ads anyway I wanted to say this about the Insiders Insiders is a great program I love it I love getting up on Sunday morning to watch it but and, well talking pictures in the middle of it the, 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 it's a show about politics it's a really kind of intelligent thought provoking show which you don't get much of on TV and then they go to Talking Pictures, which is the most patronising, condescending piece of crap where two people explain a cartoon to oh, you. I totally disagree with you. I think it's really? quite interesting. First, first I, I think Mike Bowers, who, for those who haven't seen it, is the is the fellow. He's the pictorial editor of the City Morning Herald, and he's the the host of, for want of a better word, of Talking Pictures, is considered... Um, he's not on at the moment. The guy who's doing From Peking to Paris is doing it. Russell. Uh, um Guy with a big moustache. I don't know. Anyway, keep going. I haven't seen it in the past couple of weeks. Uh, Mike Bowers is considered a, a, a photojournalism legend, particularly in the uh, in the Canberra Press Gallery. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, pictures and cartoons are so important to the reporting of federal oh, I, politics. I, 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 have that no, it, it, I have no argument with you at there's all. There's no I, problem having a segment which pays lip service to that. No, no, and I love that. But the way they do it, it's, it's just so condescending to have them show the cartoon and to say, oh, look at Johnny Howard. Look at how he's drawn him with his big eyebrows. Yeah, but if, we it's, can... the actual, if it's the cartoonist who drew it, I like to hear what he was thinking. You know. Yeah, yeah, but usually it's not the cartoonist who... Like, they do a couple of his, but usually... I mean, I do find it much more interesting when they do photos. Mm. And I think their choice of photos is always good because it's not necessarily photos that everybody would have seen i think that's really interesting but i you know i think that you you don't even need them you could just have the cartoon there and so what you're saying is if the insiders was on sbs then in six to eight months time instead of having talking pictures to help fill out the 45 minutes you could just run ads yeah that's true i just i just flick over during that bit anyway so it might as well be ads for me (laughs) and we will be back with more news after this break G'day, this is Daniel Burt. I was uh, the writer's intern at uh, Letterman in New York. You're listening to The Box Cutters, and you should. You should you should podcast it, you should download it, you should show it to your friends, you should feed it to your mother, you should own it, you should love it, and just be naked next to your iPod. And you see, the thing about uh, Insiders is that <laughs> it is truly done live, and we so Talking it. Pictures actually gives them a break in the studio. We did. So, so there are probably we technical didn't what reasons we were why they about. have to... I did. But, you know, I, I work in commercial telly. I've got a short attention span. <laughs> but that doesn't make the segment good. I understand that they need a break. They need a bigger break than the half-hour break they I enjoy get for I enjoy inside business. Pictures. I enjoy it more than, than your say. Is that what it's called? Oh, I hate your say. Yep. Your say is uh, terrible as well. I think the Howard government shouldn't uh, abandon pensions because... But your say has more point. Why? Because it's... Well, the because voice of because the people. We, we see we see the voice of the people. I find I find talking pictures quite interesting because I don't get to see the cartoons from around Australia. 
every week. And I do like to see how they've been portrayed. Plus, uh, the, the thing about political cartoons is it's almost the last place where you can really have a go without, uh, without getting much backlash. So you see, I think you're missing my point here. I have no problem with the cartoons and I have no problem with them showing the cartoons. I have problems with patronising explanation of what the cartoon is. I can I, see that Johnny Howard's got big eyebrows. I don't think Great. it's an explanation. I think it's just a discussion between two a people reflection. that work in with, with images. Oh, I don't know. Usually they're just reading the caption. How many, <laughs> how many of your listeners do you think actually get up on a Sunday morning and watch Inside? Is having spent, spent so much time talking well, about Well, hopefully we've got a quality James. audience. All, all five of them. Yeah, that's like, you've got all A's and B's in your audience. You know. uh, now, speaking of Channel 7... Were we? There, there have been some, no, we weren't. There have Happy been some, to talk uh, about them any time. Just don't talk about us what's, anymore. What's uh, well, the story with Channel 7 and drama, Ross? Oh, Channel 7 and drama. Uh, apparently it's not dead. Right, they just say it's not dead. Uh, that's apparently what they say. The chief of drama, John Holmes, says, uh, I think everybody is writing Johnny Holmes he... is chief of drama. <laughs> he has been for a long time, Brett. Was... We've, we've all made that joke. Move on. I think <laughs> everybody is writing the obituary of Australian drama a little too early. Aussie drama is never going to go away. It just goes through a period where it's a bit lean, and we're having that now. So, whether you believe him or not. You know, you know what would help it not be lean? Investing in some production. <laughs> Investing in production that isn't bloody headland. Mm-hmm. Taking some risks. Oh, that was a ripper. All Saints is still going gangbusters for them. And All Saints is, uh, I talked about it a couple of, couple of weeks ago. I think it's a great show. I think it's a really good show that Ross will never watch. <laughs> no, I watched a bit of it because you said it was so did, good. And, I, I just, and, ooh, and you was... went, ooh, hospital drama. So you shouldn't have watched it because it's a it, hospital it, drama. Yeah, but, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll talk about this with you off air. I didn't, okay. I didn't like it at all. Oh. I don't want to be bagging the only, pretty much the only Australian production we've got left. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> McLeod's Daughters. <laughs> That's true. Speaking of uh, Channel 7 production, we mentioned last week that Channel 7 is planning to do a series of Celebrity Survivor hosted by Ian Dicko Dixon. Yes. I bet you, you're spewing now at Channel 9 that you missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine the uh, the angst on the third floor at Willoughby. We uh, <laughs> we mentioned last week that Imogen Bailey, Guy Leach, David Oldfield, and Gabrielle the, the Pleasure Machine Richards. <laughs> Big tick there, David uh, Oldfield, <laughs> as in the Pauline yep, Hanson yep, David yes, Oldfield. Yes, yes. Look, apparently, look at what Dancing with the saves. Stars did for Pauline. So I think he's hoping. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah he's yes. hoping that maybe he'll get some pretty dresses out of it too. Yeah. Maybe they're hoping he'll have a big accident, and not actually come back from the island. <laughs> anyway, uh, Channel Seven have announced that uh, to join them are former Home and Away star Nicole Dixon, uh, past Wallabies vice captain Elton Flatley, Wayne Gardner. Elton Flatley was he that Riverdance guy? Was <laughs> <laughs> motorcycle brother. champion Wayne Gardner? White witch Fiona Horn. Oh, oh she's still trading off that. <laughs> oh my god! Dan- dancer Kim Johnson and actor Justine uh, Justin Melvy. But wait for it, Princess the Mary's biggest. bridesmaid Amber Petty. Hey, there it is. You've got to get one fifteen minute in there. Uh, apparently, whatever will the inside back page of the Sunday Herald Sun do? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the stars have just entered their second week on the secluded island in the Pacific. 
where they've landed with just the clothes on their back and one item they couldn't live without. Uh, the winning celebrity survivor will have $100,000 donated to the charity of their choice, and each of the other contestants will have $5,000 donated to the charity of their choice. At what point when signing that contract does it not cross through a, quote, celebrity's mind that... Sorry, quote, mind. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that this is possibly a sign that they have hit the absolute bottom. <laughs> Sorry, would you like Ross to read you the list again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, people still still keep fooling themselves. Like, like uh, Fiona Horn still thinks that uh, she's some amazing celebrity, but yet she's, she's there. She's In- now on par with Princess Mary of Australia. No. Z- bridesmaid. <laughs> Imogen Bailey, who was on Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> and that obviously worked so well for her. Five or six years later, she's having to go what, on what, what are Celebrity Survivor. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. What are the types of uh, things that they, they're, they're permitted to take with them? The one thing they can't live without? Well, I like think a Wayne, big Wayne makeup Gardner, box? Or? I think Wayne Gardner is actually taking a 650cc uh, motorcycle. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> David Oldfield's taking Pauline Hanson. (laughs) Speaking of uh, people leaving the country and walking into the jungle, Channel 9 CEO Eddie Maguire is uh, going over to Germany uh, for the World Cup and uh, people aren't happy about it. He's going over there as the public face or the the network's face uh, who reports for both the AFL and NRL footy shows. (laughs) Live from Germany uh, and do all that over there. So which people aren't happy about it? Uh, the people that he's screwing. Who is this? <laughs> Redundancies and pay cuts. <laughs> so, so. Maybe not James. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think it's a very good idea. <laughs> so, Channel 9 are paying for this, or Eddie Maguire is paying for it out of his own pocket? No, no, and, no. and he's going to report. He's working Ed, for Eddie Channel 9. He's going to be hosting the, the footy show special out of Germany. Right. And this is because I, I think. Uh, it's a combined AFL NRL footy show special. Yes, and perhaps about soccer. Uh, about soccer. Um, Gary Lyon and James Brayshaw may not be known to those in the in the league states, and you know Fatty Vorton may not be known to those in the in the AFL states. Oh, we so, know him. We yeah, know well, him. well, you know, I didn't want to delve into that, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Midday. Yep. So um, it makes sense to have have a, a network face known to everyone around the country from millionaire. Mm-hmm. Hosting that joint. Show. So you're saying he's actually going to do a show over there? He's hosting. So I've only got him down as correspondent. No, no, no. He's, he's hosting the no, show. He's hosting. He's hosting. Oh, that's Special completely edition different. Of the well, show. he's upset about that. Clearly, that makes perfect sense, James. Well, he's not a millionaire. I was. So he's CEO. He stepped away from being yeah, on air. I was going. I mentioned this a few weeks ago on air. How many times is he going to pull out this trick? This well, is like his one trick. Oh, the, I'm going to come back. No, I'm no, making a comeback. There have been special circumstances. And I thought the job he did in Beaconsfield was a job was that a no job. one else in our network <laughs> could have done on yeah, that night. And I thought he did a fantastic job of it. And the, the footy show of, rated its ass off that night. And, you know. The thing is, and, and James, I don't want to bring you into this conversation because... I don't, you're not here representing Channel 9, and, no. and you don't have to answer for them. And this is just the news. It's not an inquisition. But I think, <laughs> I, think Eddie, I think Eddie wants to keep a toe in presenting because he knows, 
he knows that his time at the top of Channel 9 isn't going to be long. And one day, what? he's going to have to go back. What? To, I've, I've discussed this a, a number of times. I think Eddie Maguire is there only as long as somebody more capable can take that role. They're, my, my idea is that they are grooming someone. They're waiting for somebody to just get ready to take that role. And when that person is ready, Maguire will be out on his ass, maybe back on television, or maybe hosting some uh, kind of, you know, border crossing Australia's front line, a la, you know, Mike Munro doing uh, the Where Are These People show. <laughs> you kind of lost me there a bit at the end. I've, I've no well, idea know, about the end. I-, I understand about the, the, your theory about grooming somebody else. I, I personally, I don't subscribe to that particular theory i think I, they did groom someone and it was eddie and yeah there he yeah. is now and, and, and i don't think i don't think they're getting ready for anybody really? else i could be you thought they groomed him yeah interesting and but i don't think yeah i don't think they're kind of getting ready for anyone else but i think he kind of he has this idea that if he comes out and hosts it it'll be a big success and he he does have that kind of ego that he thinks well no one else can do this well hang on i, I can't I, I can't let somebody else do it i'm the best person for the job therefore i'll do it when what are you going to trust jessica Rowe with it <laughs> when maybe he should <laughs> maybe he should have his eye more on being the ceo yeah but I, I i mean you said he has this idea in his head that if 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 it's important he has to come out to do it to make it a big success and um so far uh that's been absolutely correct that that's true but beaconsfield mine miners trapped in the well is is a huge sending our love down the well <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is a huge difference to going over to host a combined NRL AFL footy show and but you know what Ross Eddie is going to be vindicated when the when that show happens and nine are the only network to pull viewers away from SBS at that time slot that's that's when he's going to be vindicated. That's when he's going to come back. But surely, the, the, is the there a game on? That surely, time. they're not going to go up against the game. That'd be insane. No, they're not going to go up against the game. But they, they surely, would. It'd be nine thirty. The game start by. Yeah, but is there an Australian game on that? Oh, night? they wouldn't. Or they wouldn't mean just any, any. No, no, they, World they, Cup they wouldn't. Game, go, they wouldn't no. go up against an Australian game. Yeah. But but still, people watch the World Cup, whether or not it's it's Australia playing. Yeah, yeah. you bet. And uh, and that is what is going to happen. People will turn to Channel Nine for that show. The the press release was quite funny about it too. It said uh, special guests Shane Warne and a whole lot of bands, including Simple Minds and and Live. And then down the bottom, oh yeah, maybe some soccer players. <laughs> <laughs> it's a damn soccer show that you're trying to do over there. Personally, I can't I can't wait for the World Cup to start. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, ooh, very ooh. exciting. Speaking of people that need help. <laughs> yet another we? yet another panel show is debuting on the ABC this time that means that we all need help <laughs> designed uh, obviously Richard Feidler still hasn't had an, an original oh, idea oh it's for not it, Richard Feidler is it what no no but Richard Feidler is the head of light entertainment oh at thank ABC. god he's so oh sorry I, he thought, I he thought he'd put himself back in in the hosting role again Although, now that you mention it, I don't actually see the names of the hosts. Uh, it's going to air 6.30 this Friday. It's, um, it's, it's basically kind of viewers sending their questions. What's, so what's it, and, what's it and called? There's, it's called Can We Help? Can We Help? Can We Help? And viewers sending their so questions. Can We Help? Question mark. Viewers sending their questions and, and then they go out and find the answers. It really sounds like About any an topic adult of version of You Asked For It. 
No, 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 because that's kind of looking for extreme things. No. Stick a, stick a guy into a glass room with a hundred rattlesnakes. That sort of stuff that was, was no, you that, asked for it. No, but this is, no, it wasn't. Wasn't it? No. Surely You're it was. thinking of fear factor. You asked, <laughs> you asked for it was kids writing in saying, can you tell us how golf clubs are made? And then they'll go and, and do a story on how golf clubs are made. Because was this the American you asked for? It? No, this is an Australian show. Well, obviously they took down <laughs> the kind of questions that they took in. If, um, uh, if this was on Channel 9, be- it wouldn't have a question mark. <laughs> well, like, who we, wants to be a millionaire? millionaire has no question mark. That's true. What's good for you has no question mark. That's true. Well, no, maybe actually that because no, they try to tell you. Good for you. This, this is, is what's what good, good for you. For you. Yeah. I tell you, watching that show is not what's good for you. That is the biggest piece of crap on TV. And so the, that's the, the thing about thing about who wants to be a millionaire not having a question mark is actually a throwback to the Abbott and Costello routine where who wants to be a millionaire? Uh, right. You see? I, I never yeah, but who's who? That. <laughs> I'm not sure about He that. wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> but course. there's a second part to the, uh, to the idea where viewers can send in the big challenge that uh, apparently makes the show uh, quite appealing. Uh, it's... It's, if I can find the line, um, and I can't, where viewers send in uh, basically a, an impossible project uh, for the team to, to research and become detectives about. Uh, the first episode features a team searching for the living relatives of a man who died alone uh, when Cyclone Larry hit Innisfail, uh, ended up tracking his brother to uh, the Western Australian outback. The hell was that kind that? of stuff. I, d- I don't know. You asked for it. No, that's no, the wrong no, one. No, 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 no. <laughs> can, can, can we, we help? help? Can we help? Please, someone help. Yes, uh, we can. Six thirty Friday. That's a good slot too. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were speaking a couple of weeks ago about Deadwood, and we said there may or may not be a third series. Apparently, HBO has fourth, a, fourth. a fourth series. Apparently, HBO has solved this by saying that there will be a pair of two-hour movies rather than a full fourth season. So uh, I guess that's kind of good news for Deadwood fans. And also, it's just been announced that there are going to be two more seasons of Josh's favourite, The Shield. Excellent. With a new Australian actor in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Lastly on the news. Apparently, uh, journalist Richard Zachariah can't sing. Uh, He was voted as the first loser on uh, Star Singers. Perhaps better known as uh, It Takes Two. Um, he wasn't singing anyway. He was just speaking his way through the songs that he chose with Karen Knowles, which is a pity because I, I had a massive crush for Karen Knowles when I was about seven. And it's kind of cute <laughs> seeing her again that uh, she's out too. And that is the Box Cutters News. Box Cutters. Welcome back to the show, Jess Maguire, our big brother correspondent, reporting once again from a pub somewhere. Keeping it real. Hey, that's what we like. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Now, the rock and roll lifestyle. Now, since, since you were on our show last, mm. it has been nothing but turmoil and backstabbing in the big brother house. How God intended it, indeed. <laughs> Indeed. No, apparently, I haven't actually watched tonight's show, obviously, because I've been busy. Drinking. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so, so I understand that there's problems between Dave and Camilla, but ever since, really, she found out he 
didn't really like vagina. She's always had a bit of tension with him, I think. That is true. <laughs> so so I don't, I don't know what happened there, but I'm sure it's quite dull. Because I'll tell you what, guys, I love a big brother, obviously. Obviously. I wouldn't be correspondent if I didn't. But have you guys been watching any of the clips from the English Big Brother? Yes, which is so much more engrossing for me. I've, been, I've found the Australian one so boring and it's looking like, at just clips. It's like you're having an affair and it's so good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's at the point now, like, I just, every time I turn on it, it's seven o'clock on Channel 10, I kind of just feel disheartened. It's just, in the Big Brother UK, they have, like, a guy, with, like, our Tourette's guy just sounds like, you know, what's that, Skip, you're nominating, well, he just does his occasional little... That's about it. <laughs> but, but their Big Brother Tourette's guy, like, he's a geezer hating wankers! <laughs> he makes these little R2-D2 noises. The guy's a genius. And they've got, they've got Nikki, who's this complete shav princess, and she's, um, just not, she's just nominates people like, you know, I nominate Leah because she cares too much about what people think of her outside the house. And that is the stupidest thing you could ever have done. It is the stupidest thing. Me, I don't give a fuck. I do it myself. It just goes insane. And I can't, I can't love her anymore. And just when I think that I'm done, she pulls out something else and I just go, like, they've, they've just had recently, it's, I love that we're talking to Big Brother UK now, let's not pretend, but... They they've had they had a new intruder into the house, and the new intruder was actually a, um, a transvestite or well transgender, but not getting the op doesn't chooses not to identify either way, but looks like a woman, but he's actually a man. Mm-hmm. So Nikki comes out after Sam, the name is, joins the house, and she comes out to have a chat to him at the barbecue, and and he's in hysterics the whole time, like so. What do you wear, boys' pants or girls' pants? Ah! <laughs> obviously really sensitive to the situation which is amazing and then um and then at the end she's going like but who do you fancy boys or girls and he's like oh well, i fancy boys and she goes right and then the most condescending look you could ever imagine goes you do know you'd have to go for gay boys don't you <laughs> <laughs> do you know that do you know that <laughs> which is just genius so all in all like after watching all of that it's really hard to sort of muster up oh look crystal and galen yeah. And have you, have you heard that, that Dawn from the UK Big Brother has gone on hunger strike demanding the, all the footage so that she can launch police action against Big Brother UK? <laughs> <laughs> She's, uh, she, was, she was the one that... Uh, Big Brother Diary room when Nikki on day one had a hissy fit because she had to get bottled water. She'd have to buy bottled water. Mm-hmm. And then, and Nikki's had this absolute screaming fit in the diary room, and Dawn's sitting next to her. And I think Nikki thought that Dawn was referring to the situation, but I absolutely think that Dawn was just referring to Nikki going, Big Brother, we can't handle this. <laughs> it's, it's, I'll be honest with you, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it my imagination, or has Australian Big Brother just gone way downhill since Michael got evicted? <sighs> it's true, and... and it, what thing is, Michael was so irritating that you wanted to punch him in the face. In that sense, it's good that he's gone. But it, it always there's always this middle period where it's just blandness. Unless people are having sex, there's always the bland period of Big Brother. And then by the end, it gets to the housemates everyone likes, so they're usually doing jovial, comedic things. Like, most of the drama happens in the first few weeks because there's so many people competing for attention. Bland period, and then mates see, oh, Australia loves a good blah, blah, blah. There's not really much in the last five. But it's, it's at a pretty awful point now, and I was really excited about this series, but, I mean, 
I don't know. And I told you the rumours that Chopper was going into the house. Yeah. Mm. Well, I've heard another rumour from someone that knows Big Brother producer. And it's actually not the Australian house. I heard Chopper's going over to the UK house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah, which would be which would be amazing. Like Nikki and Chopper hooking up or something. I'd I'd love to see Chopper going through at, at security at the Big oh. Brother house and then having to just take out all of his guns. Yeah, and the cement mixer and yep. all the other things he tried to slip in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it just he, he would be amazing on there as well. But, yeah. I mean, there's obviously rumours always, as there is every year, at house swaps. So, you know, I, I, I am praying to it. Wankers, Pete, to, to come out here. Or, or, I mean, you know, we'll get rid of Ashley. <laughs> there's only so much one can hear about car engines and bricklaying <laughs> and champion bowling before you need to, you know, slice your own wrist. So, um, yeah, ho- hopefully there's some sort of swap eventually. But, yeah, for the moment, it's at, it's at a really dull period. And yeah. Coupled them, and I think the most exciting event was Jamie put a condom on and had a wank. That was, <laughs> that was great. Look, is, that was it. Hang on. He put a condom on and then had a wank. Yeah. Well, Katie was trying to learn how to put a condom on. Right. And so she'd been getting the girls to show her on Camilla's dildos. Don't ask. And uh, <laughs> and then there was a dare, like, put it in your mouth. Put it in your mouth, Crystal. And she was about five seconds from doing it, and I was about to vomit. Like, putting someone else's dildo in your mouth to stimulate it. What, what is that? It's, well, it's gold television, obviously. But other <laughs> than that, it's also quite troubling. But, um... Anyway, so she'd learnt, but I think that she knew that Jamie was frustrated. So she said, can I just try putting a condom on? Which is a really smooth line and works for me at all the nightclubs. <laughs> um, can I try? Can I try? No, it doesn't mean it. Uh, so she kind of did that and then I think started him on his way, as one might say, and then went, you should finish this, but I don't want my mum to think I'm doing it. So she held her hands above her head the whole time. Oh. <laughs> Stop her off, shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no hands. Ooh, psychic, psychic wank. <laughs> the, yes. the whole time you've been saying that, Jess, uh, James Tarley has been sitting here just dumbfounded. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm all about the high culture. <laughs> yeah, well, so am I usually, but not quite that high. That's just yeah. outstanding. Well, you can see that you have seen a photo of James Peterson. <laughs> yes, it is outstanding. And, and clearly, the, like a third leg, I was quite relieved when that baby... <laughs> um, it gave, gives Jamie hope, I think. It's uh, <laughs> insane, frankly. Now, we've, we've got a couple of minutes left. Can we... Uh, Ross has a question. I, I actually have a non-Big Brother question for you, Jess. Hit me with it. I was, uh, I was listening... It was only once and I was drunk. All right? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I that's your story and you're sticking to it. I, I, was listening to, uh, I was listening to your show last night. For those who don't know, Jess does a show here on Triple R called uh, I'd Rather Jack. Um, yes, I from, do. Yeah, and I was listening to that last night. That would be Wednesday night. Wednesday night, and you were making a few comments about Angela Bishop. <laughs> and Who I, names I love. <laughs> and and you seem to suggest that deep down in her heart of hearts, when she lies in bed at night, she actually realises that she's not a real reporter. Yeah, I suspect as much. I was saying last night basically that there was um obviously. 
Jennifer Aniston's come to Australia with Vince Vaughn to promote the breakup venue film. Mm-hmm. And there was some great Channel 10 footage of Angela Bishop on the red carpet asking the usual bland, Richard Wilkinesque sort of questions <laughs> as one does. But then, as though she was like a reporter in Iraq, suddenly she's in a hallway with some shady camera work, whispering, you know, in a dangerous situation with crossfire into the microphone. Now, I can't say much, and obviously Jennifer and Vince are, are pretending that they're, they're not together, but I can confirm that I did see them have a quick smooch backstage. <laughs> as though she was going like, you know, I found some weapons of mass destruction, <laughs> but they're on me at the moment. But I've, I've sneaked up, like, I thought, I thought, you know how crap you are, don't you? Like, not only did Bronwyn Bishop produce you, but... <laughs> But you're at this point in your life where you're sneaking off to hallways with one cameraman, just, just filing exclusive reports <laughs> that you may have seen them exchange a smooch backstage. Yeah, so you know what? It's a living. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd do it. Jesus, don't pay me. I'll sell my mother for a job. I, I don't... Uh, I, I think she is more in the Richard Wilkins line of things. She's, you know, you, you've got people like Molly out there who some of the stars probably do have a genuine affection for and mm. would would know who he is. Like but I, Andre, yeah. Yeah, but I can imagine <laughs> <laughs> But I can imagine Angela, you know, going up to going up to Jennifer Anderson again some point and going, Oh, it's me, Ange. And who? Like don't say that name, that's what Jennifer would say. Yeah, she's um, she's no yeah. Mary Hart. No, she bloody she's isn't. Not. But, but let's think of the high points of her career, like the time she was at Blacktown RSL when Casey Donovan was idol for Australian Idol and Angela was reporting right from the hotbed of Casey action at Blacktown RSL. <laughs> that was another possibly low moment in her career. Far be it from me to judge, says the girl sitting out with a pot in the, in the fucking construction room area of the pub <laughs> where no one can find me illicitly doing <laughs> Perfect. It, but it's really, it's about getting Russell Crowe to kiss you on the red carpet, on camera, so that everyone thinks you know Russell. Well, clearly, if you've read the Jack Marks article that's been going around quite a bit in the Sydney Morning Herald, Russell will probably approach me quite shortly about writing some great articles about him and sending me friendly emails and making me listen to 30-odd foot of my non-blowjob and I, and I actually quote that term non-blowjob piece gets published and then he bars me and goes yeah yeah whatever which, which is apparently what happened to Jack Marks when he sold his soul and decided to promote Russell Crowe secretly in the media it's an article worth tracking down if, if not to just completely confirm all your thoughts on Russell Crowe <laughs> Jess thank you so much for, for joining us again on Box Cutters we'll, uh, we'll have you back in a few weeks to Hopefully, I'll, I'll come in. <laughs> yeah, maybe you'll come in. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You'll, you'll still just be in a pub. Uh, more than likely. And and by then, maybe Big Brother will have gotten a little bit more interesting as well. Look, we can only hope. We can only hope, and I'll certainly keep my ear to the ground. Excellent. Thanks so much, Jess. Thanks, no Jess. Worries, guys, are you one of those that follows? 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 Pepsi, follows Pepsi, the ads. Pepsi, Pepsi is putting coke into their ads. As much as I want. Hello, this is Ricardo Montalbán. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. Who doesn't buy what? Oh, I so don't buy it. Uh, last week, Ross uh, was having a go at Listerine, and I saw the ad over the weekend. It just doesn't make sense. But uh, I, I've already seen the ad. non-penchant for, for visuals that go into people's mouths. There's another one, McLean's Extreme Action, which has gone all citrus because toothpaste is not just mint anymore. Goes into the mouth, goes around the tongue, around the teeth, showing how well it works. That's even more distressing, that one.
that's that's even yeah that's even more distressing i i have seen though since i talked about that ad i have seen that ad again with the guy cleaning hosing up hosing the building and uh, the hosing the building is actually relevant to the whole ad because he's only cleaned a quarter of the building but when the mouthwash blasts the rest of it off it's cleaned the whole lot thus that's what this mouthwash does right. to your teeth. All right. What can don't I, you buy, can I just, Sorry, can I just point out, toothpaste hasn't necessarily been mint-flavoured since they came out with bubblegum-flavoured toothpaste, ooh, 20 years ago. Never had bubblegum, but uh, Jack and Jill toothpaste, I'm sure, was, was bubblegum like flavored. strawberry. Oh, whatever. Mm. Yep. Well, it's funny that you should mention that, Brett, because uh, the ad I don't buy this week is a dental hygiene ad. Mm. Again, mm. there seems to be a bit of a theme recently this with I Jane? don't buy it. Hey, the, the, this is Jane. We can't show you. No, no, face. we did that a few weeks ago. Okay, uh, there seems to have been a bit of a theme of late with uh, either bank ads or uh, or dental hygiene ads. So obviously they're they're kind of the worst at the moment. But uh, I, I would hate a bank ad where you went into somebody's mouth. I think yeah. that would that would be the worst. <laughs> this uh, this latest ad for Oral B it's uh, it's the uh, motorized toothbrush, and a voiceover proudly announces that it's the only toothbrush that features a built-in computer. <laughs> Apparently, this computer tells you when to replace the toothbrush. There are many vital inventions in our life and things that we uh, can't live without. Uh, the wheel, the car, the internet. I'm guessing the computerised toothbrush is not going to be one of these. Clearly, the- clearly that's for blind people who don't know when to replace their... No, but it's a, it's a readout. I don't think it says, replace toothbrush now. Oh. <laughs> They can't see when the blue is worn down on the brush. Uh, but, you know, for the perfect killer app, if it could only be a torrent downloader as well, that'd be perfect. Oh, that downloaded that downloaded quicker when you brushed better. Yeah. We, I would love that. Incentive. don't need internet refrigerators. We're such nerds. We don't need intelligent shoes and we don't need computerised toothbrushes. I reckon if it was the other way around, if they had a computer with a built-in toothbrush, that I'd buy. <laughs> Brush your teeth while reading your email. I don't know. I just like the idea of it. I don't know. I don't know. The practicalities aren't aren't up to us to figure out, but I I like the idea of that. Steve Jobs, (laughs) listen to us. Listen to us. More toothbrushes, less CD drives. Yeah. So you'd you'd need one of those dentist kind of vacuum attachments as well from the computer so you didn't have to Like I said, I don't know the practicalities of it. I'm the ideas man. Somebody else else does the details. Sort it. I want logistics. <laughs> I just, I just want a portable spit sucker. <laughs> okay, a, a computerized <laughs> toothbrush. And oh, I don't buy it. Saturday nights, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, there was another. There was a very brief uh, Channel Ten promo for uh, what will probably be the highest rating show of the week. Thank God you're here uh, during the Simpsons on Tuesday night. From memory, um, talking about. Find out who's Australia's greatest bullshitter. But uh, obviously the, the voiceover was beeped and uh, it was star oh, history. Yeah. Oh. Kind of on, on the graphic. Clearly that's John Howard. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's John Howard? Australia's greatest bullshitter. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not shocked at the word bullshitter, but I am a little shocked at the fact that uh, the Channel 10 marketing and copywriter people couldn't actually come up with a line that they didn't have to bleep out. Well, bullcrapper doesn't sound good, well, and and liar doesn't really work. But, and you and you did notice it, but they're not just bullshitters. I was I noticed it because I was looking for an I don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you were fishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't buy that either. 
I do, however, buy the AFL, or do I? Oh, I don't buy the AFL, and I've got to say, well, then I don't either. It, it's a bit of an old chestnut. Didn't but we finish? I don't buy it. <laughs> Channel Seven suck. What? That's been. We haven't heard that for a long time. Oh, no, now no. we're talking. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it mine? I didn't realise it was crap TV. <laughs> <laughs> that was so terrible. I think you gave me. Okay, cancer. so why why did Channel Seven suck? Well, uh, listeners will remember last week we were talking about uh, Channel Seven and how they'd overloaded themselves by uh, purchasing the rights to the uh, V eight supercars. Yes, as well as uh, as well as the AFL and how they were apparently pressuring the AFL for more Twilight games. It has now become apparent that uh, that they are going with the nine model of football distribu- distribution. And they're actually planning to have an equal 4-4 split with pay, t- pay provider Foxtel rather than the 5-3 split that was that was mooted earlier. Sorry, what's 4-4, four, 5-3? Four, there, there are eight four games. games. So two games to seven, two games to ten, four games to Foxtel. As opposed to what they apparently originally stated, which was that there would be three games on Channel 7 and two games... And yet, Foxtel still Foxtel still claim that their deal isn't finalised. They they do still claim that, but Channel Seven have said that they would now accept a four game deal uh, offer from Foxtel, which I think, if you read between the lines, means that they're begging for a four game deal from Foxtel. Uh, and so this this is just shit for football fans. I think it's just terrible because not only are Foxtel going to get more of the premier games. As in, they they get they get they're getting a better selection of games this time. So not only are they going to get better quality games, they're going to get more of them. And if you think about it, this doesn't really this doesn't really help any individual person. There's no footy fan that this benefits. All it benefits is Foxtel, because the people who have Foxtel at the moment have access to all eight games. So it doesn't matter what provider they're on. That's true. But for the rest of us poor slobs the rest of us who uh, you know three quarters of us who don't actually have foxtel uh it's it's another kick in the pants it it really is but at mm. least at least uh motor racing fans aren't going to have to watch picture in picture from mount panorama while the sunday afternoon footy ma- footy game is going on or more to the point footy fans aren't going to have to watch picture in picture of the <laughs> footy with uh, mount panorama in the that's corner true. <laughs> that's true it's you know what it's 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 shit for all involved. Because, except for Foxtel. Except for Foxtel. Foxtel are, are laughing at, at this one. Mm. You know, why not give that extra game to Channel 10? Why? Well, so that I, they I, don't have V8 supercars anymore. <laughs> yeah. They've yeah. got time. I don't, got, I don't, got the time. I'm not sure Channel 10 want it, but yeah. It, it, I just, Is it, are they trying to put up the price that Foxtel is going to pay them? Oh, I'm sure. I think uh, I think I suspect Seven probably overspent a bit, and will have to take whatever price Foxtel give them. And that price is, is going to be four games. Yep. And I rather have than to, money, but they, they can't let the deal with Foxtel fall through because they don't have the airtime between the two of them to broadcast eight games a week. And it's seven hundred and eighty million bucks over five years. They need Foxtel to kick in. Yeah. But so Ross, that's where and that's where Foxtel has them over a barrel. Take it back. Take take the time back. Mm-hmm. To when games were played on Saturday, mm-hmm. and we had two games on television. Mm-hmm. We had one game live and one game replayed at seven pm. Yeah, is this not 
you know, having four games is not at least better than that. Well, I, I think I think that's a fairly ridiculous argument. It is. Go back to the uh, go back to the eighteen hundreds before football was invented. Okay. <laughs> Are mean, we not better off now better. than we were then? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> we were much better off in the eighteen hundreds <laughs> before electricity was invented. Way back then, we were much better off. <laughs> right. Right. No, so uh, let's just build a time machine. That's my answer. <laughs> I really I don't know where I was going with that. I think when but channel, thanks for running with it. I think personally, when Channel Seven. And I, look, I might be look, looking at it through rose-coloured glasses. I think when Channel 7 had the rights all to themselves, they made an effort to show most of the games. And or at least highlights packages that, uh, were, that were well edited. Yeah, yeah. And I think... Uh, yeah, but with Peter Landy and Drew Mulford commentating... Well, that's going to come back anyway. No, Bruce McAvaney's got to come back. Yeah, he has to. He can't do all 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 games. Uh, watch him. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon if we can get Caroline Wilson on there as well, that'd be excellent. Just uh, just hmm? quickly, there she's was... a great football reporter. Don't pull that face at me. <laughs> also, it was, there was a lot of talk during the week about uh, night grand finals and the move from a day game to a night game, which in itself isn't a new issue. But uh, apparently. With all the publicity that's come from the seven and ten deal, it's always been it's always been said that the channel seven and ten will flip a coin to find out who gets the first of the grand finals and thus three of the five grand finals. Yep. Uh, apparently, that's either fallen through or it was never true in the first place, and now it looks likely that they're going to do a simulcast. Oh, that's just odd and unnecessary. Same, so, like exactly. Well, that's the thing. They don't know at this stage if they did a simulcast whether they'd combine their efforts and and more and with, with whose commentators and yeah, whose exactly. graphics. Exactly. So they're they're either gonna they're either gonna do uh, yeah they're, they're looking into it now. So I don't know how that would work. I don't see I, why they would no, want to split just, the revenue like that. That is just ridiculous. Yeah. What I want to see is Mark Burnett get in on the game and get uh, have have a television special where we have. The head of sport from seven against the head of sport from nine in some kind of amazing fight or something like that. Have Mark Burnett produce it. It'll be excellent. The winner will get the first grand final. I thought you were going to actually say have like 18 (laughs) cameramen on the ground as well that you never actually see because of clever editing. (laughs) That would be good. That would be good. That that would be good. We'll be back with more after this. Box cutters, box cutters, box cutters, box cutters. Now, Ross, I should have taken your lead from last week and said at the mm-hmm. top, of the, or maybe from a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. said at the top of the show, I'm sick <laughs> this week. Ah, right. <laughs> Which, really, thinking back about some of my arguments during the show, <laughs> that explains so much. <laughs> so, so this gravelly voice, it's, uh, it's because I'm sick. I didn't notice. Well, I still don't notice. Well, it's, it's very there. sexy, though. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. Ooh, you're so getting lift home. <laughs> Excellent, that worked. Channel uh, Channel Seven have announced a few bits more bits and pieces of the scheduling lineup that's coming mm-hmm. soon, and big nights on Wednesday nights, where apparently at seven thirty they'll be showing a double of How I Met Your Mother. Hang <laughs> about. And my name is Earl. How about no, 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 no. no? Uh, you're talking about from the 21st? Yep. That was originally in the schedule. Now it's TBA uh, because of state of origin footy interfering with everything. Um, they haven't, they've taken that back. 
Oh, okay. Yep. But, but but it will be happening, presumably still on Wednesday night. They were, they were talking about Wednesday and Thursday. Oh, so having so two episodes a week. How I Met Your Mother has to be the second worst show to start <laughs> on American television last year. Now, I know, I, I know I've heard the names of both of these shows. Can you remind me what they're about? Well, my name is Earl. We talked about on Box Cutters a few weeks ago, but it's, uh, it's former skater Jason Lee, who you'd recognise oh, from. Oh, yeah. More rats would be chasing Amy, uh, playing a, a a hick who discovers karma. His, and, his name's actually Earl Hickey. Yes, <laughs> and who goes about, about who goes about trying to right all the wrongs of his life. It, it's it's a very funny show. How and, I, How I Met Your Mother, uh, on the other hand, is uh, a laugher, which which means that there's a laugh, a laugh track, track. Uh, to the mm. sitcom, which My Name Is Earl doesn't have. And uh, and has Al- Alison Hannigan, uh, formerly mm. of Buffy, mm. and uh, Doogie Howser. Oh, good in, God! In the cast now, despite those, and and they're both great talent. They are both great talent. Unfortunately, the writers are not. It is just an appalling show. Of course, the worst show to come out of the United States in the last year was a show that starred Julia Louis-Dreyfus called The New Adventures of Old Christine. And thank God we're not getting that on our screens. No, we are. (laughs) (laughs) I know, Josh, my eyes still feel like they're bleeding from watching the first two episodes. Oh, no. And this is is terrible. This is truly terrible. It makes uh, the, the tentpole show of Two and a Half Men. It makes that look, uh, it, it makes that look modern. By and comparison, uh, the new adventures of old Christine looks dated. It really, it really does. And to put, to put my ratings into context there, the new adventures of old Christine is the worst show to come out of America in the last year. And I have seen Lil' Kim countdown to lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's just to put it into perspective. Yeah, new adventures of old Christine stars Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She plays... A mother who's separated from her uh, from her husband, who finds out that her husband is going out with another Christine. Oh my god! Thus making that the new Christine and making her the old, <laughs> the old Christine, Christine. And it's her adventures trying to find love in the modern world. Yeah, sounds good. And uh, and John Waters style. John Waters, the man who brought us uh, smell candles. No, that's John Hughes. No, John Hughes, <laughs> and you don't mean the John Waters off Play School. No, I mean I mean the John Waters uh, who who tried to uh, embrace the, the nature of cinema and add it to smell with uh, with polyester. His film, what the uh, what the people who made the New Adventures of Old Christine do is send someone round to your house and stab you in the kidneys while you're watching it, <laughs> just in case you don't get that that feeling straight away. There's there's a joke on Futurama about the network executive who says he's so evil he once put a laugh track on a sitcom with no jokes. I, I'm pretty sure that this is it. <laughs> like I, I, I yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the sitcom. Yeah. It is. It I is that seems like just about every sitcom that's ever been. Oh, yeah, it's, it's worse. It's true, it's but worse. this is it's worse. She wakes up, the first scene, she wakes up, she looks at her alarm clock, the audience goes wild. Yeah. There's right. there's no joke there. Okay, that's yeah, I can't wait. Oh, wait, I just got it. Alarm clock. (laughs) Genius. (laughs) On that note, that brings us to the end of this episode of Box Cutters. Thank you very much to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast. Mm -hmm. Thanks also to Jess McGuire 
for calling in with her big brother update. She'll be back in a few weeks. We'll see her in person one day. And there'll be a time. And undrunk. And undrunk. Thank <laughs> you very much, James Talia. Yeah, My pleasure. Much. Thank you for having me. It's been it's, great again. Yes. Sorry that, uh, you know, you happened to come in uh, during... A- <laughs> yeah, you really come in a good time. <laughs> oh, but, you know, a line but, uh, <laughs> ask me back next time and I won't be such a politician, <laughs> maybe. I mean, I'll be able to talk about stuff, maybe. <laughs> So, yeah, thanks thanks very much. Until next time, my name is Josh Canal. I'm James Talia. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And thanks so much for listening. And hey, let's be careful out there. Get well, Josh. Thanks. Thanks.